0: Thanks for joining us online today. If you'd like to be a part of the conversation, we would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We hope you enjoy the message. every I want to say welcome at our Fort Myers location. All of our services there. Welcome, Gateway Coconut Point. So awesome that you are joining us this weekend. Welcome to so many of you who are joining us online as well outside of Southwest Florida. So pumped that you are with us. And let me uh, bring your attention. This is a fun time of year to be a part of Next Level Church and what God is doing here at NLC. And the reason why, one of the reasons, many reasons why, is this coming week on Monday night, all day Tuesday through Wednesday morning, we are. Are hosting our next level leadership conference. Our next level leadership conference, and so listen to this, you guys. We have close to 300 pastors, pastors' wives, and church leaders from across America who are coming to Southwest Florida on Monday for the, those three days to be a part of our Next Level church Leadership Conference. And so I'm asking all of you who are part of Next Level Church to pray. I want you to pray. Think of it. God has trusted us with influence. He's trusted us as a church to be able to pour in and teach and inspire and encourage and pray for literally hundreds of leaders in churches across America. So will you do that, Next Level Church? Come on. Will you join with me this week as we celebrate and pray for those pastors and church leaders who are coming in this weekend? Well, this is part three of our Ghost Stories series. And over the first couple of weeks here of this series, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. And so, two weeks ago, we began the series by talking about what the Holy Spirit does in our life. Then, last weekend, Pastor Will Hutcherson talked about who the Holy Spirit is and why he is so important and relevant to our lives. And what we've been talking about is the fact that the Holy Spirit gives us power. The Holy Spirit is the power of our life. It's like a cell phone, right? Like, you can have the most amazing. Excuse me, the most amazing cell phone in the world with the best apps and the greatest memory and all of that. But if you don't have a battery, then what good is it? Then what's what good is it, right? Okay, that's the that's the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life. And so for six weeks here over through the fall, we're talking about in this ghost story series what the Holy Spirit means to us and who he is. And so let me take us then to where Jesus. Uh, talks a lot about the Holy Spirit. This weekend, what I want to do is I want us to look at what what the Bible says about the power of the Holy Spirit... That Jesus and the Father give to us. So in Scripture, here's where I want us to begin. So Jesus has had three years of earthly ministry. They arrest him. They crucify him. He dies on the cross, is buried in the tomb, resurrected and uh, post-resurrection, but before he ascends into heaven. The Bible tells us that for 40 days, he walked around on earth, made himself uh, known to hundreds of people in no uncertain terms. And so, where I want us to pick up the story, right before Jesus ascends into heaven, he gives us a charge. He charges us, we know it as the Great Commission, as believers. Matthew chapter 28 probably has the most famous version of it, the most well-known version. Here's what Jesus says to his disciples, to all of us, Therefore... <clears throat> Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. That's our charge, to go and make disciples, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Come on, somebody. That's good news, isn't it? That Jesus is with us In our political climate to the end of the age. Come on, Jesus is with us. That's good news. I'm just telling you that's something to celebrate. So, Jesus gives us this charge, this commission to go and make disciples. But here's what I want us to understand. This is not the last charge that Jesus gave to us. In the book of Luke, chapter 24, verse 49, same time period, post-resurrection, pre-ascension, Jesus... Says to his disciples, I am going to send you what my father has promised. But stay in the city in Jerusalem until you have, look at this part, clothed with, been clothed with power. Everyone say power, power, power from on high. So Jesus is telling us that the father is going to clothe us with something from on high so the book of luke is written by a guy named luke now here's what you may not know about the bible the book of luke the gospel of luke which records the works workings of jesus is he was written by luke and luke also wrote the book of acts ...which is about the acts of the Holy Spirit. So, Acts chapter 1 is basically the continuation of the thought, okay? So, it's it's Star Wars, right? Part 4, straight into Empire Strikes Back, right? It's just, boom, it's a continuation, right? Same deal, okay? So, here's what's going on. So, Luke 24 goes right into Acts chapter 1, same guy writing... Same time period, post resurrection, pre ascension. Jesus talking to his disciples, charging them to go and make disciples, go in all the world, right? That whole deal. But he says, first there's going to be this, this power that's going to clothe you. Acts chapter 1, verse 4. On one occasion, same occasion, while he, Jesus, was eating with them, he gave them this command do not leave Jerusalem, but wait. Wait for the gift my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. So Jesus is telling us there is a gift that the Father is about to pour out on you. For John baptized you with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with or in the Holy Spirit. So Luke says, hey, there is something, Jesus, he's quoting Jesus saying, there is something that's about to come on you, and when it comes on you, it's going to give you power. So watch this, three verses later, this is verse 5. Verse 8, Jesus continuing his thought, you will receive power. Everyone say power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, when this clothing thing, when, the, when it comes on you, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now, here's what we need to understand. Jesus is telling us that when he ascends into heaven, the Father then is going to send the Holy Spirit, this gift of the Spirit, on us that is going to close up, clothe us with power. Now, that word power, when you go back to the original language, which is Greek, is the word dunamis. Boom. And here's what it means. No, really, it's boom. You're about to see. Strength, power, and ability. This is where in English we get the word dynamite. See, I told you. Boom. It's coming. So watch this. Jesus is telling us that the father is going to send on his children dunamis, power, that there is a power that is going to come on us. But here's what I want us to understand. Jesus' final instruction to his children, to us, his disciples, his followers, was not go. It was wait. Then go. We got to get this. Here's why. Because so many of us are trying to go and make disciples. So many of us are trying to be witnesses, to go to live the Christian life, but we're doing it in our own strength, in our own power, and, and we're, we're, we're falling short. We're, we're coming up empty. We're, we're, we're lacking something. And the reason why is because too many of us Christians are trying to go before we wait. But if we'll wait and receive the Holy Spirit, then we'll have the dunamis to go and make disciples of all nations. In other words, you and I can live the life God wants us to live when we're willing to wait, not just go. Jesus wants us to receive this power, this dunamis, and he wants us to receive it through baptism. Through baptism. Now, let me take a second here, though, and explain this idea of baptism. Because for most of us, when we hear this word baptism, most of us think water baptism, right? Like that's the first thing that comes into our mind is, oh, water baptism. Like what we did a few weeks ago, we had 120, whatever it was, people who, at all locations, like Coconut Point, you are baptizing people in a movie theater. What is up? So cool, right? Water baptism. Like when we hear the word baptism, that's what we think. Well, here's the deal. Let me explain it. In the original Greek, the word baptism is the word baptizo. You can see why we have the word baptism, right? It, it correlates. Baptizo. And here's what it means. To immerse. To immerse. So water baptism, yes, is a picture of that being immersed in God, but it's, it's incomplete. And what I want to talk about this weekend are the three different baptisms that are found in the New Testament that are available to every single believer. The three different baptisms found in the New Testament that are available to every believer that over and over and over again in the Bible, we see this pattern of these three baptisms. And God wants us, as his children, as his followers, to experience all three of these baptisms. So when you came into your service this weekend, you were handed a bulletin. Pull that out. Inside of there is a slip of paper with three fill-in-the-blanks. I want you to follow along. I want you to write down these three baptisms because the Bible makes it clear that they are available to every single one of us. So here's the first baptism. It's the baptism of salvation or repentance theologians will tell us, and we'll see here in scripture in just a couple of minutes, that, that when someone puts their faith in Jesus Christ, and you hear us often, and many of our weekend services will say, you know, if you've never received Jesus as your personal savior, if you've never confessed your sin and asked Jesus to forgive you, if you want to get saved or accept Christ, all of those phrasings are all built around this idea of the first baptism of salvation. Theologians will, will kind of officially say that we are baptized into Jesus. And here's what we need to understand. In this case, when it comes to salvation, the Bible makes it clear that no one can come to faith in Jesus without the Holy Spirit drawing them. That the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin, draws us to Jesus, and then quite literally baptizes us into Jesus. Let me illustrate this. So let's say that this glass is us. Okay, so this is us. little rigid, go with it, okay? So watch this. When you and I confess our sin, when we find ourselves in an environment where we're convicted of our sin, we're like, wow, I need a Savior, we say yes, we raise a hand, we pray the prayer. When we put our faith in Jesus Christ, here's what happens. The Holy Spirit literally baptizes us into Jesus. He puts His Spirit inside of us. We're baptized into Jesus. And so essentially this is, what it's like, and of course, throughout the course of the day, and sin and other things, bad attitudes, right? It kind of leaks sometimes, but you get the point, right? So we, the Holy Spirit, baptizes us into Jesus. We know that as salvation or repenting of our sin. That's the first baptism. That's the first baptism. The second baptism is water baptism. This is the one that we we did a few weeks ago in our our weekend services, right? This is what twice a year we roll out all the stops. We baptize people. Okay, this is, and for most of us, this is what we've done. We've we've been baptized in water. We've repented of our sin. We've gotten saved, salvation, begun a relationship with Jesus Christ, first baptism. Then we've experienced the second baptism, which is water baptism. If you've never experienced that, good news, we're going to be doing it again in the spring, Sign up now, right? Like, okay, so, so salvation, first baptism. Second baptism is water baptism. The third baptism, according to scripture, is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. The baptism in the Holy Spirit. Now watch this. Water baptism is the outward expression, right? That's what we always say. It's the outward expression of an inward work. In other words, it is telling the whole world, hey, look, I'm filled up with God now. Jesus is in my heart. It's the outward expression. Okay, but watch, here's what happens. In the third baptism, in the first baptism, the Holy Spirit baptizes us into Jesus. In the third baptism, Jesus baptizes us into the Holy Spirit. It's the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Jesus, now they flip roles, and Jesus is the one doing the baptizing. Here's the image. Okay, the image is, this is us with Jesus in our heart. Then Jesus baptizes us, immersion, remember the word immerse, baptizo, into the Holy Spirit. That's the visual. That's what God does for us. Three baptisms salvation, water baptism, and then. The baptism in the Holy Spirit where we are literally immersed. How cool is that? Immersed in God. Well, guess what? When that happens to us, dunamis. (laughs) Power. Power from on high. Power to do what? To be witnesses. That's the power. It comes through experiencing all three baptisms now let me show you this in scripture okay so we were there in acts chapter one verses four and five and then verse eight right jesus says you when the holy spirit comes on you when this happens to you you will receive dunamis power to be my witnesses okay to jerusalem judea samaria and the ends of the earth okay so after acts 1 8 all jesus ascends into heaven then what happens next The disciples go, 120 of them, go back to Jerusalem and wait. So they did good. Instead of just going and trying to do it on their own, they go and they wait. So they go to Jerusalem. They wait on the Holy Spirit. They're in prayer. They're together in one accord and 120 of them. And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit comes and they are baptized in the Holy Spirit. They receive the third baptism, and then they begin to spill out into the city of Jerusalem, and they're speaking in other tongues, languages of other people that are gathered there. They're hearing them talk in other languages, and they're like, these guys are drunk. So Peter, kind of the leader among equals, stands up and says, hey, these guys are not drunk, as you suppose. They have been filled, baptized with the Holy Spirit, experienced God in a a third baptism kind of way, and so he just starts preaching to them, and he's like, and you guys are sinners, and you need to experience salvation the whole right so the whole deal and then at the end of acts chapter 2 the apostle peter talking to all of these people preaching the gospel of jesus christ to them their hearts are just wide open and they they ask him they're like well what are we supposed to do about this and in acts chapter 2 verse 38 and 39 here's what peter says peter replied repent that's the first baptism salvation repentance remember and be baptized that's the second water baptism Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. That's where forgiveness of sins comes. Salvation, then outward demonstration, be baptized. Okay, first baptism, second baptism. And look, but wait, there's more. There's an and. And, Peter says, you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's the third Baptism. Then he goes on to say this. I love this. The promise of salvation, water baptism, and the gift of the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Holy Spirit, is for you and your children, and I love this part, for all who are far off. That's us. Come on. For all whom the Lord our God will, future tense, call. So this three baptism thing is available to every single one of us who named the name of Jesus, salvation, water baptism, the gift of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 8, we see it again. We see all three. Acts chapter 8, when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, what's that? First baptism, salvation. They heard the word of God preached to them. They repented of their sins. Yes, they put their faith in Jesus. When they accepted the word of God, what did the apostles do? They sent Peter and John to Samaria. When they arrived, look, they prayed for the new believers there that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Different experience than salvation. Because, look at this part the Holy Spirit had not yet come on any of them, they were saved. They believed the word of God. They believed in Jesus, but they had not received the Holy Spirit. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, second baptism. So they had believed the word of God, first baptism. They got baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, water baptism. And then, look, Peter and John placed their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit, third baptism. There it is again. Do you see it? It's amazing. Salvation, water baptism, Baptism in the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 19. We see it again. Check this out. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior. Might have been an interior designer. It's not very funny. Listen, I can't guarantee that they're all going to be funny, okay? Can't guarantee I'm going to hit a home run every time, all right? But I'm going to keep swinging. Okay, I'm committed to my craft. I got you. Because I love you, next level. I love you, okay? I'm committed to my craft. So that's what I do. I get better, okay? I get better at humor. I'm going to get better for you because I love you. While Apollos was at Corinth, (laughs) while Apollos was at Corinth, look at this, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Look what they said. They answered, no. We have not even heard that there's a Holy Spirit. They they believed, right? They they did believe. So they're believers. Salvation, first baptism. And he comes rolling in. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Did you hear about the Holy Spirit? They're like, no, we we had no idea. Look, it goes on. Paul said John's baptism was a, see it, there it is, baptism of repentance, first baptism. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him. That is Jesus. Then it goes on. On hearing this, they were... Second baptism, baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, water baptism. So they believed, first baptism, salvation, Peter's gospel of repentance. Then they, this one, they're baptized in the name of the Lord, second baptism. Verse 6, when Paul placed his hands on them, whole nother experience. The Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Baptism in the Holy Spirit. There it is again. There it is. Again, watch this. Four different times in the book of Acts, we see this three baptism pattern. Okay, Salvation, water baptism, baptism in the Holy Spirit. Four different times. Here's what theologians and smart guys tell us. If something shows up in Scripture three times, we can consider that doctrine. In other words, it's for everybody. That's, we should, we should, that, is, that is truth, that is doctrine. It's not, if it happened once, okay, fine. If it happened twice, fine, right? That's why we don't march around walls seven times and believe that they fall down because it only happened once. It's not doctrine. That's why. This happened four times just in the book of Acts. Well, what does that mean? That means it's doctrine. That means it's for every single believer. And it says here that when they were baptized in the Holy Spirit... It says that they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Now, let me call time out for a second here. Often in Scripture, when people are baptized in the Holy Spirit, it says that they spoke in tongues and or prophesied. They spoke in tongues. In other words, they hear, heard themselves praying in a different language. Now, let me pause for a second and say this. I understand that for some of us who are listening right now, in some circles, maybe where you come from, there's controversy. There's controversy around the baptism in the Holy Spirit, around this whole speaking in tongues thing for any number of reasons. First of all, because the extremes always seem to get the press or the Christian TV shows. (laughs) Secondly, because a few bad apples with this stuff tend to spoil the whole bunch. And third, and most importantly, because Satan doesn't want us to experience this. Listen, As we said in week one, we are not living in a spiritually neutral environment. That we're in a spiritual battle. And Satan understands that experiencing all three baptisms, that this baptism in the Holy Spirit is the secret weapon. That this is the power, the dunamis, that allows us to be witnesses. And if there's one thing the devil doesn't want God's people to be, it's witnesses. And so Satan, the devil, the enemy of our souls, will do everything, including confusion and craziness, to keep us from experiencing salvation, water baptism, and the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And so listen, if that's you, if you come from a background where this kind of got all messed up, listen, that was me. For a long, long time, the extremes of what I'm talking about this weekend messed me up. That's why I haven't taught on this for eight years, because I had to go through my process. I had to figure out exactly what is it, who is he, and how is it relevant to us today? But I can tell you the clarity God has brought to me is for our church for this season And our church is going to be different, and you and your family are going to be different because of these three baptisms, what we're talking about this weekend. So listen, if that's you, if you come in, and as soon as you hear this, your walls go up, I'm asking you to lay aside any preconceived idea for a few minutes and open your eyes. Heart, Because this is a gift of God, dunamis, the power of the Holy Spirit that he wants us to get. Why? Not so we can have a show. Not so we can act weird. Not so we can brag about it. Well, I speak in tongues, do thou? No, it's thee. No. It's not so we can wear a little pin with a dove on it and walk around being like, Ah, I got it. I got it. You got it? Who cares? Shut up. It's not about that. What's it about? Power to be what? witnesses. In other words, that the unbelieving outside world would look on at the way we live our life and say, hey, I need what you have. That's what the baptism in the Holy Spirit is all about. So let me unpack the whole tongues things for a second. Okay, listen, when the Bible talks about different kinds of tongues, there are three different things that it's talking about. The first are actual earthly human languages. This is what happened in Acts chapter 2. When the Holy Spirit came on them, they received the third baptism. They literally were speaking in other languages, right? Like if someone, like we use that vernacular occasionally in our world, right? Someone can, well, they're speaking in their native tongue, or their native tongue is, right? So it's actual other earthly languages. Acts chapter 2. When they went out into the street, there were all, because of the festival going on, there were all these languages and nations gathered in Jerusalem at the same time. How cool is God? So he basically hit the afterburner accelerator on the advancement of the gospel by allowing them for a moment to preach the gospel in the languages of the people that were there. That's why they spoke in those tongues in that instance. And every once in a while, God will do this. I have a missionary friend who is from America who did not speak Spanish and God called him to be a missionary to Spain. And he actually fell in love with a woman who did not speak English. She spoke only Spanish. And he prayed when he moved to Spain, and he said, God, I need to know this language. And literally, overnight, God gave him perfect Spanish. Perfect Spanish. It doesn't happen very often, but I'm telling you what. God can do that. Okay, so that's the first kind of tongue we see in Scripture is actual human earthly languages. The second kind of reference to tongues in Scripture is a word of prophecy which is a gift of the Spirit. And I'll talk more about that in part six, okay? I'm going to talk about that in part six of this series, so a little teaser for three weeks from now, okay? Because the Bible talks about the gifts of the Spirit, and I'll I'll say more about that in a minute here. But a word of prophecy is essentially the Holy Spirit speaking something like a foreknowledge to, to bring clarity to a situation for people, okay? And he'll use tongues to do that every once in a while. The third kind of tongues that the Bible talks about is a heavenly prayer language, a heavenly personal prayer language that God gives to believers to bring personal edification and intercession to God on our behalf. So if a word of prophecy is a public gift, our personal prayer language that he gives to us as believers when we receive the third baptism is for personal grace. It's for personal edification. The apostle Paul talks about to, to the church that was in Corinth, the one we just talked about in Acts chapter 19. Okay, so Paul's writing to them, and he's trying to unpack and explain this whole tongues thing so that they can really understand the spiritual gift of this. 1 Corinthians, uh, look what it says, verse four, chapter 14. Paul's saying, for if I pray in a tongue, so I can pray in this personal prayer language, if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. But look, he says, but my mind is unfruitful. In other words, right, we're, we, as human beings, we are three parts, body, soul, and spirit. So our spirit can pray to God, and that's good, he's saying, but my mind, my soul, is unfruitful. Like, I don't, I don't know what I'm praying, so, it, so there's no benefit to me. So he says, well, what do I do? Uh, here's what I'll do. I will pray with my spirit, but I'll also pray with my understanding. So I'll use both languages. My personal prayer language in the Holy Spirit can pray in the spirit and I'll pray in my mind. In my understanding, I can pray with both languages. He says, I will sing with my spirit, but I'll also sing with my understanding. So the apostle Paul is saying, hey, this prayer language thing is real. And God gives it to us when we receive the third baptism for personal edification and intercession for that. So listen. Some of us have been taught that tongues is weird or that tongues is crazy or whatever. I'm telling you, it's actually not. Some of us have been taught that if you don't hear yourself praying in tongues and you didn't receive... Okay, put all that aside. Here's the point. The point is immersion. The point is receiving the third baptism. And here's the reason why. And this is what we're going to talk about in part five and part six of this series. See, when we receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit, the third baptism... Two things happen in our life. The first, the Bible says, is that the fruit of the Spirit begin to grow in our life. And we're going to spend an entire week just talking about the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Come on, parents. Don't you need a little more love, joy, peace in your life? Amen. I do, right? The fruit of the Spirit begin to grow. When we receive the third baptism in the Holy Spirit. The second thing that happens is we receive what the Bible calls the, the gifts of the Spirit, the spiritual spiritual gifts. Okay. It's like a, it's like a toolbox that God gives to us when we receive the third baptism. And again, I'm going to spend an entire week and just talking about that in part six of this. There are three different places in the New Testament where the Bible talks about spiritual gifts, okay? And that's, the word spiritual gift is really a misnomer there because it, 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 the idea of a gift, it, we've Americanized it, and it's like, oh, well, I got you a present for your birthday, right? Like a gift. like its But it's not that. When you go back to the original language, this idea of spiritual gifts that the Spirit puts into our life actually is just, a better word is just the spirituals. The spirituals is what they're actually, the most accurate translation of spiritual gifts is the spirituals. In other words, there's no word to describe it. They just show up in your life when you need a tool. They are spirit tools. They're the tools. I don't know how else to say. That's how the Bible says. They're spirit tools. They're tools like a like a plumber, right? He comes to your house, he's like, "Hang on." Goes out to his van, gets a different tool, right? Comes back in, boom, fixes it. That's what the Holy Spirit puts into our life. That's part 6. That's where we're going. Fruit And spirituals, gifts, fruit begins to grow in our life and the gifts begin to emerge. It's like God gives us an entire toolbox. There's there's 23 spirituals, okay? Who's ready for a 23-point sermon? That's what I'm talking, I'm ready. You ain't ready. You ain't ready. I'm ready. There's nine main ones, then there's 17, and then there's really 23. Spirituals that the Holy Spirit gives to us. Okay, but here's here's the point. Here's the point. There are three baptisms available to us. Salvation, where the Holy Spirit baptizes us into Jesus. Water baptism, where we tell the world that we are baptized into the name of Jesus. And then the baptism in the Holy Spirit, where we're literally immersed in the Holy Spirit. And the Bible makes it clear that Each of these baptisms are available to us, every single believer. To give us power, dunamis, yeah, right? So let me ask us this. Let me ask what Paul asked. Have you received all three baptisms? Because they're available. Salvation, if you're not saved, we we can do that water baptism we can do that baptism in the holy spirit he can do that let me let me give you this example so naples and fort myers are essentially 30 miles apart right so if we're in naples and we want to get to fort myers is it possible to walk yeah sure 30 miles right it'd probably take us about 30 hours can it be done sure but if we're standing in Naples trying to get 30 miles north to Fort Myers and someone pulls up in a car and says, hey, I'm going to Fort Myers, want a ride? Instead of it taking 30 hours, suddenly now that trip only takes 30 minutes. That's what the third baptism can do for us. As believers, is it possible to have love and joy and peace patience and all the fruit of the spirit in our life is it possible for us to live this christian life in our own strength yeah i guess but it's going to take us a whole lot longer to make any ground And some of us, you're listening to me right now, and that's your life. I am describing your life. You are trying to please God. You're trying to get there. You're trying to make progress. And you feel like I'm walking from Naples to Fort Myers. There's got to be a better way. There's a better way. It's the third baptism. It's not spooky, kooky, or weird. It's the presence of God. It's the baptism in the Holy Spirit. So here's what I think. I think there are some of you who are listening to me right now this weekend, and you are, you you, have learned this, you've experienced some of this in your past, and and you, like me, have kind of let it go dormant. Listen, God wants to reawaken that this weekend. That's why we're doing this series. Because it's because it's time to start the car again, okay? We've been walking in our own strength and power for too long. It's time to get into his dunamis. Get in the car. Let him let him take you on this journey now. Reawaken that. Some of you, this is brand new to you. You've never heard this before. Or you've heard other misconceptions and bad things about it. And, and listen, drop all of that. It's available. God wants us to experience it. Some of you, right now, hundreds of you, maybe thousands of you, you are intrigued by what we're talking about. So here's what we've done. We've actually created a, a video experience so that you can have an experiential experience. They can do that with spiritual, I can do it with experience. All right. Here's what we've done. So that at some point this week, you can go in your bedroom, you can go in your living room, your office, whatever, some quiet place, close out the distractions, and you can experience what we're talking about. We've created a whole video for you. It's at nextlevelchurch.com slash Holy Spirit. Nextlevelchurch.com slash Holy Spirit. And so if this has piqued your interest, listen, do this. Watch this video. Participate. It's not something to watch. It's something to participate and experience with. Okay, go to this video. Close out the distractions and watch what God will do. He wants to baptize you. Okay, so so that's a resource we've created for so many of us to be able to experience the third baptism, what we're talking about. But here's what I want us to do. We've also created space in this weekend, in this service. Whatever service you're in this weekend, whatever location you're at, We've carved in some time into this service to give you and I an opportunity to open our hearts to receive everything God has for us. The Bible says he is a good God and he gives only good gifts to his children. So wherever you find yourself in the spectrum of all of this, I'm asking you, open your heart. Open your heart. So here's what I want us to do. I'm going to ask our worship teams to come back and join us, campus pastors, to join us at all of our locations this weekend. I'm asking you, wherever you're sitting right now, would you just open your hands in front of you like this? We're going to create a holy moment. We're going to enter into a time of worship for a few minutes. We're going to create some space for God to do what God does. And if we ask Him, He'll baptize us in the Holy Spirit come on just open your hands open your heart and open your mind jesus we open our heart and our mind to you today seated right where we are lord we want everything you have for us and so lord we thank you for salvation we thank you for water baptism and lord we thank you for the baptism in the holy spirit and right now seated right where we are you are a good god who gives only good gifts to your children We ask you to baptize us in the Holy Spirit. We ask you to do what only you can do. Come down, Lord. Fill us up. Immerse us in your Holy Spirit that we might experience the dunamis of God. We're hungry for you. We long for you. We want all of you that you have for us. Baptize us now in the Holy Spirit, we pray. In Jesus' name. If you want to learn more about the baptism of the Holy Spirit We encourage you to visit nextlevelchurch.com slash holy spirit You'll find a video of Pastor Matt diving even deeper into this topic As well as our worship team singing some really powerful songs Make sure to check it out